0: so welcome into the plank show I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie I'm very full of temptation right now and uh, want hunger if you will because we've we've shifted the normal schedule this week. I'm flying out tomorrow so uh, at least we're scheduled to I don't know how things look weatherwise I think we'll be good. I think we're gonna be good to get out of here um, tomorrow on landing. Palm Springs, and hopefully the weather will cooperate. I was talking with Josh, an update for you coming up here in a bit. But good morning, Josh Helmers. I'll be thinking it's Thursday all day. I'm warning you first of all on this Wednesday. Welcome to Caven's Construction. How was your Tuesday night?
1: Tuesday was terrific. And how was your evening, my good. friend? Good morning to you.
0: It was good. It was good. Um, OU game, obviously. What we wanted, but you know, kind of get a little bit thrown off with uh, the the Bijan Cortez news. So we'll get to that. Uh, obviously, in the Big Twelve now. To I don't know. Are, are, are we still looking at this as more than a two-team race? We'll get into it. And as always, when we're talking about anything on this show, if it's not softball, it's going to have a football tint to it. So. We've got the latest on the Pac-12 and what its future might look like. I'm still – I still have my chum in the water, my um, straight-to-the-front-of-the-line text message automatically gets read um, on Sirius XM when I'm doing college sports radio. Uh, what Same thing, Mad Dog, Fox Sports Radio. I'm looking for – Anyone who is of that, man, I need the Pac-12 to stay together. Ah, I hope the pac stays together. I've never seen anything like it. Never. Even the member institutions look to be trying to get out. The only people that seem to be saying, hey, this thing can work, is the commissioner and a couple of presidents. So that's still out there. Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? But, Josh, let me let me bring up my temptation this morning before we get to all, all those topics, plus Porter Post game, happy birthday, Ginny check, and a softball preview. I walk into Cavens. Best setup for a remote that we do. They have ev- outside of like a draft in here where, where Gary would have like Bud Light or Mick Ultra and probably wouldn't vibe this early in the morning, probably. But everything you could possibly, everything you could want, right? Coffee, TVs, it's great. Amanda to to be obnoxious towards. It's great. Everything you could possibly want. Josh, this morning and the past few weeks when I walked in, there's goodies. There's treats. There's snacks. And today, not only is there snacks, but there's bits, uh, biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. There is a crock pot with homemade gravy. There's about... How many biscuits? Like fifty biscuits over here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've I've got to fight the temptation of not eating like twelve of these biscuits throughout the show and smothering gravy all over them because on the and bring this up because on the Chris Plank breakfast depth chart, biscuits and gravy is number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. And that temptation is right in front of me all day long. <sighs> what do I do? How do I – do I just give in?
1: I think you're right, going to have b- to. Strong biscuits will. And,
0: biscuits and gravy are so good. Oh. oh, my gosh. Well, wish me luck today, dude. It looks like it's going to be an uphill climb. I mean, some of these – like, there's one packet of biscuits where – Looks like she went to the store, and or or he or whomever brought this in. But there's another like little Tupperware thing. They look homemade, and I don't know, dude. We've got how much time have we got left in this segment? So nine nine eight. I've got two hours and fifty two minutes today to fight the urge, and I've set the over under on biscuits eaten at two and a half, and my goal. Is to hit the under. I set it that high because I know I'm a crazy person every single day. I know that I'm screwed. And I've been up since like four AM. So yeah, there's there's a lot working against me. A lot working against me, man. You wanna and by the way, Steel Man's coming here too, uh, to do his show until two o'clock today. So then I'll be like Ugh. I can't let Steelman subject himself to this. I probably should eat it all so he doesn't have to worry about it. Got right? want him to stay healthy. Got to protect Steelman. A lot of things man. going on. <laughs> so welcome to caves today, where there are uh, hot biscuits and gravy here for my eating. What would you take away uh, from last night? Let's get going. It's a Plank Show right here on The Ref, 405 329 Riverwind Casino Jackpot Line, uh, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405 651 439 uh, both of us are very active on Twitter at Josh on 1400 I'm at plank show and everybody and I mean everybody should be following us at KRF sports on twitter.com suddenly Texas Tech looks like a team that's making a late pu- a late push for a, a tournament bid and Oklahoma looks like a team that you know could have been on the verge of that Josh if they got a couple of breaks but just they can't seem to get over that proverbial hump and I think that's I and mean, it's kind of been the story of the season so far. Good, but just not No, that's right. Yeah, good, but just not not quite
1: enough to, to get over the top. And, and maybe even good isn't the proper description for last night, but the 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 dirty word. They, they were close, right? I mean, there's so many of these games that final eight minutes or so, and Oklahoma's got opportunities to go make plays, and unfortunately, well, more times than not, they've not made set plays. And that, again, was the case uh, in the final eight to six minutes last night where Texas Tech finds a way to just make, uh, make a couple of plays late to separate itself from Oklahoma. Six of eight now that Texas Tech has won after, oh, by the way, an eight-game losing streak preceded it.
0: It's just, you know, th- those, those highs have been incredible highs. Right? But there's too many of the frustrating lows. And you know, that's always been my my great internal fight as a sports fan. And, you know, making it specific to the Raiders if you want. But I think, I think a majority of you guys can feel it. And, Josh, I think it's on display. Well, you won the Super Bowl two of the last four years. I don't think you can feel anything right now. You should still be numb. But I think historically – you felt this when when your team's not living up to expectations. Is there is there excitement when you win because, hey, you got a dub, or is it that frustration where, like for instance, that Kansas State game this week? The hell's that been? I say this week, last week, excuse me. Right? Where's that been? And then to see it but not be able to finish against Texas this past week. I don't know. I'm just – I don't always know how to respond because here's a a show that yesterday talked about. We're going to celebrate our wins. That's obviously not a win for Oklahoma last night. (laughs) But in that, you know, do you you take some solace in the fact that, okay – we're not, and I hate to use that term close, but we're not that far off. We've been close against some big games. Inf- should have won in Lawrence, right? Probably should have beat Texas. Only two right off the top of my head, but the should is in this league. Probably should have beat Texas both times. The should have, could have, would have's in this instance, Josh, are not, are not going to make anyone feel better, right? For instance, Let me use the Raiders as an example. I think the Raiders were involved in, and the Broncos could fit in this too. All the one-score games, right? You didn't win them, but you're in them. So it's not like you're out there getting blown out like the Texans did fairly consistently this year. But you're also just good enough to make me mad. Well, you know what? They're, 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 they're good, and it's always fun, and I get nervous watching them. But I feel like I'm always mad. So, how do we compartmentalize that when it comes to when it comes to the uh, the Sooners and 23? It's it's a good question.
1: Uh, obviously, for young players, you're trying to, regardless of what happens the rest of the way the Milos Yuzans of the world, the Otega Oways of the world. You're trying to build on the positives that there's been along the way going forward, whether you make the NIT, whether you make the NCAA tournament, whatever the next couple of weeks and months has in store. So there's that, right? You you do have to acknowledge, okay, hey, what we're selling to, to each of those two and, and some of these other younger players, too, not too far away from turning a corner and, and winning games on a regular basis. The the reality is, obviously, uh, in some ways you say that, and yet the, the result continues to be that you can't get over the top, so you're still searching. Why? Why can we not get over the top? But, uh, look, you're, you're two weeks away now from the Big 12 tournament, which is your last lifeline into the NCAA tournament. So you have to keep selling that idea that, Look, if we could just piece it together, if we could just piece it together, we're close, but if we could piece it together, who knows? Maybe maybe there is a, a bid into the NCAA tournament if we get red hot and everything clicks.
0: I, I know our connection sucks, so let's do this. Let's get a break. Let me see what I can do to try to fix it. I, uh, I've had, We've had a problem with this before, right, here at Cavins? I, I feel like that I had fixed it, and I think Steely came out here and broke it. Come on, steel man. But let me try to get a better connection and we'll continue to roll the plank show right here on the ref. See how this works. How you feeling so far, Josh?
1: I, I am feeling much better, much better. Okay.
0: Stress levels, uh, lowering. Here's the problem. I don't know if I have a charger for that, for this thing. So it could be, I could be gone again in like 30 minutes. I don't know what kind of charge. Oh it man. Don't say that. Um, Welcome into the Plank Show. We're on the road to Cavins Construction. All right, so so far, Josh, one segment in, no biscuits eaten, so uh, I'm good. Here, here's my problem: is there's like a little, um, there's a little goody area when I leave, and here's what I'm guilty of: like when a man is not looking, I'll grab like two of those baby Ruths and I'll put them in my backpack, and then I'll end up eating them whenever like I'm on a plane or something. You're watching me now. No, I'm not going to get away with it. Probably shouldn't have said anything. Yep. maybe I wanted to get caught. You're busted now. <laughs> Please don't let me take do let me take those. Um, did, do you feel like we surmise that? Well, I know I was cutting it out, but my point is, I don't know how you feel. I know for me, it's very frustrating with my teams when I'm Raiders wise, is where I can test it to Raiders, Dodgers, Lakers. You know where I live and die and eat and breathe, and um, it's just you. You love being involved in close games, but yet. When you can't win them, there's no solace. And ah, you know, hey, guys are in tight games. You're in one score games. At least there's that. You know, there's overly optimistic people, and I'm one of them. I, I mean, come on, man. That's the, the premise of this show: celebrate our wins. But in this perspective, from this perspective, from this angle, dude, I don't. I, I just it's it's gut wrenching throughout the year for Oklahoma fans. Gut wrenching, gut
1: wrenching, and clearly the talent level. They they've got to find a way to just personnel upgrade and continue to improve we all recognize we see that we get that the the other part of it just to your point they've got a close games problem they've got a close games problem they can't win them right they're they're putting themselves in position and I get that everything goes back to ah well they I see the text line this team stinks can we stop talking about them I I get that there's some talent deficiencies Uh on this roster but uh they have to continue to push to try and find a way to win some of these games because right now it's not strictly talent-based. I understand that's a large part of the problem, but uh, the other part of it is, Plank, they don't They don't in those moments think they're going to go win the game right now. They don't. They think they're going to lose the game because that's been the course of this season.
0: Hey, hey, Josh mentioned the text line, so here's a couple of them. Broken Arrow, Fat Boy. Stop! Terrible. The excuses are getting old. They stink. Now, I, 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 take take time out here. I don't feel like we're making excuses for them, Josh. We're not saying, "Oh, it's going to be fine." Oh, you're going to be okay. No, re-. That, that's not my point at all. I'm just, I'm merely asking, and I'm saying that it sucks for me when I watch it. But I mean, obviously, I'm heart I want Porter to be the best he can be. So I know that it's a grind on those coaches, on him, and Ryan. They're balling out. They're doing everything they can to get them where they need to be. But it's just there's like this disconnect. So clear, BA Fat Boy, Josh. I don't feel like we've become the excusinators on this show, have we?
1: No, I think we recognize. Look, it's it's not a very good team, okay. Right now, we we get it. We understand they're struggling,
0: but we're not here to, like, like for instance, this. This is from. Uh, very simple. Oh, you was just not good. Come on. It's the softest team in the country around the basket. They get out rebounded by the weakest of the week. <laughs> now again, I'm I don't know if I'm necessarily willing to go that far, but I mean I completely understand Josh, a lot of the frustrations that are out there right. Now you have every right to be. I'm not telling you you don't, but at this point, yeah, it, it it is what it is with this team. You choose to be negative and, and say everything sucks, and that's fine. That's your prerogative. But I just asked the question: Is there any solace that anyone takes in how it's always been tight games outside of what a two or three game stretch? And it appears like the over the overarching resounding answer to that is no.
1: No, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it. No moral victories season. It's uh, no. Trying to translate the idea that all of a sudden, magically, this team next season, because they played and lost close games, is you know going to be an NCAA tournament team. They're going to win twenty plus games. I don't think people. Uh, obviously, people aren't coming around to any sort of that idea.
0: No, no, not at all. Not at all. Other, by the way, because I had brought up how I'm out here at Caven's today, Caven'sGroup.com. Uh, mold testing, mold removal, water extraction is to make a Vermont, iron smoke restoration, roofing, you name it, they've got you covered. CavinsConstruction.com. But beyond that, there's like this incredible little buffet of biscuits and gravy. And I'm trying to avoid them. I'm trying to be good because I know I can't eat just one. But from the 214, biscuits and gravy are God's way of saying he loves you, Plank. Relax and Enjoy. Then there's this one. I feel you, Plank. They set you up. You know if you eat two, you're going to eat ten. A man's got to know his limitations. That's the problem here. I, I, I know my limitations, and I know I'm not capable of living to those limitations, Josh. We're not talking about like a bunch of bags of trail mix or something like that. We're not talking about someone brought box cereal. Bro, we're talking biscuits and freaking gravy, okay? We're talking about the crown prince of the breakfast menu, and it's homemade, and it looks tasty, and I can't not. So, yeah, I, you and I, you and I, uh, 512, we're on the same page today. Keep being my motivation to stay away from this. Boy, there are really some angry people as far as this basketball team is concerned, isn't there? Is it? I mean, I, I knew you guys were mad, but holy smokes, man! I mean, Josh, it's it's just flat out negative. It's caustic right now on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Well, let's see. They've uh, they've won.
1: Count them up. Uh, how many conference games the past two seasons?
0: Um, I'm not good at math, so you're counting on me for math here. I don't know. So the, and they've won thirty-one games, three right? this year, thirty-one
1: combined overall the last two right. seasons, and and lost quite a few. So it it's at a boiling mm-hmm. point. It just it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's it's probably in that it's it's done so done, and so no one can really find anything, especially when you lose to tech. Listen, I like I like Mark Adams, right? And Texas Tech was always that place in hoops this year. And I know this makes some people. This make text might make Tech Tina mad, or you know, any of the tech fans that listen. But you know, when you start out 0 oh, for as long as what was it o oh, for eight in conference, you go through the uh, the the first half of games and you haven't pulled one out. You feel pretty good, Josh, about not being the worst team in the league. But when you're in a situation that you just lost to them, and and now you're the ones that are. At the bottom, looking up, and Josh maybe even add to it to make it worse, Texas Tech is the team that's made a powerful charge towards making the NCAA tournament. In fact, they're now in that group of the last eight out. That kind of adds to this frustration quite a bit, doesn't it?
1: It has to. You're in the cellar. And guess what? Texas Tech and West Virginia are both two games clear of you now at this point. It's not you're tied in the cellar. It's it's you just lost to, like you said, a team that you would have jumped up and tied them in the cellar if you'd won last night, but instead now, you know, the next closest are two games clear
0: of you. So it's things are not going well. I think it's a kind way to put it. So I, so I completely understand where things might be a little bit negative. Did I ask ball too soon on our connection, by the way, you seem concerned again. Are we are we in trouble? Uh, we
1: we're not we're not throwing a perfect game. Let's put it like that.
0: Give me some details. Is it that I'm cutting out? Is it that the delay is too long? Because Gary just walked in here while I'm on the air with a tape measure. TJ, I, I need. Have you ever seen the movie Days of Thunder?
1: I, I haven't. It. Uh, it's a classic,
0: though, is it not? Okay. So they, yeah, yeah. So they put Cole Trickle in a thing so they can figure out if something's wrong with his head. And while he's in that tube, when they're doing an MRI, he's like, I usually have a crew chief. And he talks to me and lets me know how things are going so I know how to feel about things. So I feel like in this instance, I'm kind of cold trickle. Everyone's doing things around me, and I don't know what's going on with my brain and how scrambled it is. So is it unlistenable? No. Is it untenable? Is it? Okay. All right. No, not not unlistenable. No, it, maybe it, I should. It actually is pro- it more probably more unlistenable than that. it usually is. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. It's just anytime Gary's breaking out tools when he's when he's walking in here, that's a problem. Uh, Kindle writes, "Plank, you sound like a robot on the app." Well, that's normal, dude. I'm a robot. I am AI. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys realize this. The real Chris Plank is asleep in bed right now. He's going to join you for hour two. So, Josh, we might need to check our AI software to see if we need to update that so that way we can get the rest of these 30 minutes going well. That's that's kind of the key here more than anything else, right? Indeed. Make sure that I don't sound like the robot that I truly am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just end this for me. Let's take a timeout. It's 930. We'll hit the, there's no best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line right now. Outside of your thoughts on biscuits and gravy, everything is down. Everything is negative. So we'll try to inject some positivity into it right here on The Ref. Stick around. All right, Air Comfort Solutions. Text line is the best way to stay in touch with the show, 405-651-3439. And also, hit me up on Twitter at Plank Show. I got this 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 morning, and it it seems to be a consistent theme just in talking about softball this weekend. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Patty – and a couple of players are meeting with the media today. So we might have a little bit more information on that. Um, uh, and what we're going to talk about coming up this afternoon. But there are legit weather concerns. I think did we Josh, we talked about the weather concerns in Palm Springs for this weekend on the show yesterday, right? We did, yes. Okay. So we've made everyone aware. Well, it looks as if and my man Captain four oh five hit me up because the weather forecast for Palm Springs looks like it might be getting worse, not better. Okay. Um I don't know how much I don't want to get anyone in trouble and they're I don't know, there's always there's some weirdness in these tournaments about who gets to say the news and who doesn't and who gets a press box and who doesn't. Am I right, Patrick Dunn? But um i i have been told and i guess the, the first text i got this morning was from someone saying hey they're doing everything they can for instance let me see who was captain 405 hit me up and like literally at 1 a.m this morning uh at sooner prices did too he said i heard you mention the other day that the field in palm springs doesn't have tarps the mary Nutter sent out an email update this evening saying they now have tarps fingers crossed for that one two matchup on sunday we will be in town uh, that's awesome um At sooner prices, but I mean, they've got four fields. So, did they buy one tarp, or did they? And I shouldn't say buy. Are they borrowing one, or they borrowing four? They're bringing in extra grounds crew people. See, this is, you know, some of these early season tournaments, Josh. You're going to, you're going to like at at Baylor this weekend. We were at Baylor (laughs) at uh, whenever we went out to Arizona State a couple of years ago. The tournament was played in arizona states stadium right you go to these college stadiums but a lot of times they're at these public fields these city ball fields and you know they're not necessary. i'm not saying this to sound like a jerk but they're not equipped for d1 softball travel ball yes um but most of them are in areas too that are tropical and they don't have to worry too much about weather so that was my concern but give kudos where kudos are due it looks like, at the very least, right, Josh, that they're, they realize they're not just going to say, hey, we hope it doesn't rain. They realize it's an issue and they're trying to do everything they can to get these games in.
1: Well, how many games are there over the course of those uh, three days?
0: Okay. Over the course of the three games, uh, did I just say that right? So you got today, you got Thursday, you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, Just for instance, like on Thursday, there are one, two, three, four, five. There's 13 games on Thursday. On Friday, 10, 15, there's 25 games on Friday. Oh, my gosh. There's actually a fifth field. Um, On Saturday, there's 25 games as well on Saturday. So you're looking at, what, 50 plus almost seventy games that you're trying to fit in on you know on, on at least Friday and Saturday on five different fields, three different fields on on Thursday. But yeah, you know, you got <laughs> and this is not maybe I should add this little caveat to it as well, because I'm sure there's some of you that are like, well just stay around. What do you you get rained out on Friday, play on Sunday? Not everyone busts there. And most of these times, I don't know if you all have tried to pay for flight recently, but it's not cheap to fly. So you just can't change on a whim, and you're not just traveling two to four people. You're traveling in most instant, uh, instances uh, 18 to 20 players, you know probably 15 staff members around that. So you got like 35 members of a travel crew at the least. So in, for those of you that look at it, oh, who cares if it rains, just play the games later on Sunday. Well, a lot of teams have to get out by a certain time on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, I know for us, um, well, I can't say I know for us, but, Josh, I think our flight on that Sunday is um, is fairly early. And, they, and that that game against UCLA is not only an 11 – think about it. It's an 11 a.m. Central first pitch. Bro, that's 9 a.m. on the West Coast for one of the biggest games in college softball this year. So, yeah, you just can't move everything around, which, as you can tell by those numbers, Josh, it makes it a much bigger challenge than I think anyone of, any of us really, really realized.
1: See, and, and wanted you to run down the schedule so people had an understanding. If you get off schedule for a couple of games, then it's it's just a right. nightmare of a challenge to try and make everything up because there's so much packed into those four days.
0: 23, 28, 30. There's 38 games just on Thursday and Friday alone, Right. So you add, you add 25 more on that Saturday, and it just it makes it tough, man. It makes it tough. The good news is, by the way, if you're an Oklahoma fan like uh, at Sooner Prices, and you're going out there, it looks like on Friday and Saturday, and even on Sunday, we'll be on the same field the whole time. So it it looks like Oklahoma uh, will be on the same field friday saturday and sunday wrigley fields that's a good i mean we're not having to get up and move around and fans aren't having to shuffle all over the place but with that in mind josh elmer weather could be an issue all right a couple of um let's see there's a couple of more here's coy coy off the air comfort solutions text line writes i'm putting positive energy on the air comfort solutions text line we got baseball tonight and softball and basketball this weekend and by the way and by the way um we got Ginny bronchek's birthday that we need to be celebrating, too. Speaking of that, I want to push back against this text, and I'll get Mr. Sports in here at 405 329 It seems Coach Ginny was able to keep the core of her players. Was it because of her run-and-gun style of play? Coach Porter wasn't able to keep his core when he started at OU. Was it because of his defensive style of play? Do future NBA players want to be in a defensive style of play? Now, again, I think that I think two things can be true. I think we can credit Ginny Baranchek for keeping Maddie Williams and Taylor Robertson and uh, Ana Yanusa with Oklahoma, but also accept that, you know, it's not an indictment of what's wrong with Porter because that happened. And Ginny did you know, I don't know who are these, who, who is the guy that went to Wake Forest? Why can I never remember his name? Uh, uh, Alanis Williams, is that right? Does that sound right? Yes, that's correct. Right, okay. Lon Kruger had brought a lot of these guys in, and there wasn't, like, this hold on the university, right? There wasn't this, man, I've had so much success here, I want to stay here. I feel like that's an unfair comparison because, to me, Josh, you know, Taylor and Anna and Maddie, you know, this had been their home for three to four years, so I, I get it. It's basketball. You can transfer anytime you want, but you know, it's just with some of the guys that left, that wasn't necessarily the case, right? EJ Harkless was a guy that had transferred in. It's frustrating. It's frustrating because you see guys have success other places, and you're like, why can't I have what they're having? But I don't. I don't think you need to look and go. Pah. And I, I'm not saying you're doing this, sir, ma'am. But your question is about the style. I think that's a that's a really good question. That's a real and that's a fair question. But it doesn't, this defensive style doesn't seem to be hurting what Kelvin Sampson is wanting to do down at Houston right now. I think, I think guys go places where they think they can be best developed, um, get the best education. Well, certain five-star guys maybe are looking more towards, hey, what can take me to that next level in the NBA? I mean, I just – I feel like there's a part of me that the NBA has kind of made their decision on you before you go to college <laughs> anymore. I kind of feel like in the association that – Really, the only thing that happens in college to a lot of these guys is, like, they end up hurting their stock. The NBA has already decided, oh, yeah, we don't care what's going on around this Alabama kid. He's the number two pick in the draft. You know, did Nate Oates have anything to do with his development? No. He came in. If he would have left last year, he probably would have been a top five pick. So I I understand what you're saying. Style of play is a big deal. But I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if that's necessarily something that would, scare people away. You would think you would embrace it because it is an element of the NBA, regardless of what you saw in the All-Star game, that you have to prove you can do, right? Well, it can earn you some long-term
1: cash if uh, you're somebody that can guard multiple positions and, oh, by the way, shoot and score and, and you know be a com- complete package player. So, yes, uh, you, can, you can make an argument that it could earn you a lot of money if you're elite at it, I don't know. I find that I find that uh, tough to wrap my mind around. That a bunch of guys are looking at that and saying, "I don't want to play there because I don't like the style of basketball." But hey, maybe.
0: Yeah. It. it, it, it listen. It factors in. And I'm sure it does. I'm sure it factors in. Um, but I. I do think that overall, you know, the energy, the foundation, the teaching that you get from from Porter, from what I've seen. Isn't something where you'd look at it and go, well, that's not getting me ready for the NBA, but you know, I'm I'm not being recruited right now. Well and- All right, Josh, let's get Mr. Sports Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, just one thing and then we'll get Mr. Sports in here. If Porter had the right personnel. He might want to get up and down and and run, so we don't know what he's selling on the recruiting trail either. He It's not necessarily that he's walking in and saying, hey, uh, we're going to slow it down and this is how we play. I mean, sometimes trying to adjust to the personnel that you have, so we, we don't know. I get what the history is and the success that he had and Crutwig and kind of the formula for that was the type of basketball that has folks around here frustrated right now, but there's no just guarantee that, hey, this is what I'm going to do and I'm married to it. Kelvin Sampson, who you mentioned, Plank, uh, has kind of evolved himself, right, uh, a la uh, Nick Saban. There yeah. there was this knock that he had to find a way to be more of a spread offensive mind, and guess what? He's done that. He's evolved with it. And Kelvin Sampson sure. similarly has now all of a mm-hmm. sudden got up and down, and there's still those defensive principles. But, oh, by the way, it's not Kelvin Sampson from Oklahoma 20 years ago. So, I don't know that we could just say that Porter Moser is married to this idea of this is the basketball that I'm going to play or we're going to play, and there's no, there's no wiggle room there. But uh, it interesting conversation. Yeah, no, I agree,
0: Mister Sports. Good morning. All right, Mister Sports. You get. Let's do it, gentlemen, and I do mean gentlemen.
2: Good morning. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> I wanted to uh, comment. <laughs> we're doing good, man. I wanted to comment um, about what you guys were talking about yesterday about the ladies' loss and the fact that the that the OU fans, you know, just didn't come right out. And, oh, my gosh, you know, this team is not going to be the team of the last couple of years because they've already dropped a game. I, I really wasn't even disappointed, Blank. I tweeted out yesterday, I'm more excited about the next 40 in a row that they're going to win before they might lose again. <laughs> guys y'all have a great hot day see
0: ya <laughs> um i like it i like your your positivity you know i i i was really proud of the lack of freak out because even with baseball you know we just we feel like we need to have something to say about everything and you know welcome to everyone's got their own radio show it's called your twitter feed where you can just spew off up the mouth and nine out of ten times there's no repercussions but I just I was really I was happy to see that there were fair questions they weren't pointed it was almost as if everyone stepped away and said guys it's a long season guys its a long season and oh by the way Baylor's not too bad this year long season Baylor's not too bad let's see if they're able to carry this momentum on and be the fourth team from the big 12 that can make the postseason this year why not um quick break though i do like i do like how mr sports caveats it with yeah i'm not upset about the loss i'm ready for 40 in a row (laughs) when they have arguably one of the most challenging stretches coming up in front of them with a pretty decent cal state fullerton team with a texas a&m team that obviously wants a piece of them uh utah uh this weekend and then of course then of course ucla on sunday quick break it's plank show more from porter moser postgame next right here on the ref all right welcome back into the plank show right here on the ref with josh Helmer. i'm chris plank uh, if you want to jump in here 405 329 that's the riverwind casino jackpot line 405 329 air comfort solutions text line 405-651-3439 and as always our one of the Plank Show is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence 405-735-1167. Do it because Bob Stoops said so, Van Hoos Fence. All right, uh, Porter Moser, about the frustrations of last night. This was coach post-game in a sit-down with the media.
2: No, yeah, so it, it was, you know, when you're looking 36 minutes into the game, um, I think it was a three-point three, three game you know what, right around four minutes left, and we've just missed so many shots. So many layups, so many shots. I thought we did a good job of forcing some turnovers early, creating some offense with that. Um, But um, they weren't playing a couple of the guys, they were just sagging in on a couple of the guys, daring them to shoot. Um, And you gotta knock some of those down. Um, I thought in the... Second half, they, they, they made some championship plays in the last four minutes. O'Banner got an offensive rebound. Tyson got an offensive rebound. Um, they drove baseline, flipped it, it kind of airballed, and O'Banner got it and laid it up. Um, and then Tyson came flying in and, and, and we missed two box outs. Um, we had another one where we had a missed ball screen coverage so he was able to really throw a nice pass for a slip dunk. Um, really tough plays to make in the last four minutes. But you're, you're 36 minutes into the game, it's a, it's a one possession game. And you just just missed an absorbent amount of shots. I think we missed 24 threes and probably six point blank layups.
0: Yeah, you know it was interesting. We I was thinking about the, the TCU game. Well, I was watching this last night, the TCU Kansas game from over uh, from Monday night. In that TCU Kansas game, neither team could shoot. I mean, TCU just could not shoot the basketball. And you're gonna have games like that. And it makes a big difference. Gosh, breaking news, Josh. It makes a big difference when you shoot well in college basketball. Don't know if you guys knew that or not. But, I mean, you end up losing by 11. Last night was not one of those necessarily close finishes, but for the most part it was a close game throughout. No, I just point at 9 of 33 from beyond the arc and a team that shot what 35% from the floor. I don't know if I don't know if you can afford and if you're going to win games shooting 35% from your from the floor when your opponent is shooting 62% from the floor is 7 of 12 from beyond the three-point line and you get out rebounded by 16 including uh, six offensive boards. I think that's I think that's going to make things a little bit challenging.
1: Yeah, I mean, just looking at the overall team box scores, team stats here, the the steals, ten steals for Oklahoma is what kept them in the game, right? The turnovers, oh. sixteen for Texas yeah. Tech, but everything else would tell you. I mean, somebody shoots sixty two percent, they're gonna they're gonna beat you, you know, ninety nine times out of a hundred.
0: <laughs> Broken arrow, fat boy, I love his passion for OU basketball. All right, please, for the love of God, move on to something less depressing. <laughs> Josh and I were joking during the break because we uh, we've had one show where we had any connection issues at all here at Cavens. One, everything has been perfect. And what you say during the break, Josh? I guess uh, I guess the good Lord just decided things were going too smooth for us, so he was going to throw us a little curveball today. Indeed. I guess in the uh, case of Broken Arrow Fat Boy, things are going too well, so you, you got to deal with the frustration of talking about a team that. Uh, unfortunately just couldn't find another gear last night okay all right okay i hear you when we come back i started working on a segment and i want to have it every single day leading up to spring football and i want to start today and it's spring football storylines i know right no one's doing storyline based topics around here we'll dive into it next right here on the ref